0: Hello, everyone. You're listening to Jedi and Germs, a weekly podcast brought to you by Spreaker. I am Alan Zog, the Jedi. He is John English, the Germs guy. John, it's been a while. How are you?
1: I'm doing well, and thank you, Mr. Zog. And now let me introduce you to the man who needs no introduction. The reigning, defending, undefeated, undisputed best producer of any podcast in the world, Devin Masters.
0: Silence. Dead silence. Good morning. Oh, there we go. Good
2: morning. How's it going, guys? Good.
0: good, Dev. How are you, John?
2: You guys are good, huh? Good to be yeah. back. It's been a bit. It, it's been a long bit.
1: It's were yeah, we the didn't... jazz
2: still playing the last time we spoke?
1: The last time uh, we recorded, the regular season had ended, and we were previewing the first round.
2: Um, I'd like to make my first round predictions then. All
0: right. <laughs> um Devin you can't do that now I I can do whatever I want Well that's fine you'd be wrong anyway but that's okay
2: actually I I think I was right if we recall Alan uh you and I had conversations oh. about the jazz and who they were playing but that's neither here nor there John what do you got for us today
1: <laughs> well first let's talk about the jazz um This season didn't quite go the way we thought it was going to go. I thought they were going to finish first or second in the West. They wound up finishing fifth. They wound up losing in the first round in six to Dallas. Um, And, you know, it's an early exit, and I think you'd have to label this season as disappointing. So now it's a matter of what are they going to do, um, who's still going to be here next year. Um, you know, they the free agents, uh, Hassan Whiteside, Daniel House Jr, Eric Pascal. Whiteside's note right after the season made it sound like he is gone, so I do not expect him back. I think the jazz liked House and Pascal and would probably like to keep one or both of them, but you know they got a lot of other guys under contract. I expect I expect a lot of moves this summer. What do you see?
0: I do too. And bringing back Pascal would be great, but I think Daniel House would probably be the priority out of the two of them. Mostly, I just think you length on the wing defensive side of the ball that you're not going to get elsewhere. So I, I and, and I love Pascal. I'd like to see them both come back. I don't know how well that's going to work. You know, like you said, monetarily, I do see moves being made. I'm not going to be one of those knee-jerk reactors like everybody else is. I'm not going to go right out on the limb and say Rudy or Don are gone because I just don't see that happening. I see them trying to run it back with the two of them, but I see them trying to make moves to, to, to make some changes around the rest of the roster and, and build around them a little differently. Um, just a thought I have. But that's the kind of things I think they do. And it, honestly, if they were to move one of the two of them, there is a lot of discussion about which one Um, both if I had a preference and also if I had a guess, I would think Rudy would be the one they'd move uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, I think Don's more marketable if that really matters to the Jazz organization. I also think that uh, Rudy's contract is way more expensive. And so in the overall, if you're going to have to rebuild just a little bit, you don't want to have to rebuild around somebody who's taking up a lot of your salary. So I, I just don't see that happening. So those are just a couple of the reasons. I just don't see that happening.
2: devin Well, well Alan, the the truth is oh boy. They should trade everyone. Wow. Except except Butler. They can keep Butler. I, I like him. I like his game. I like his pace. I'd like to see more from him. But everyone else you can trade. Wait, you don't want to keep Trent Forrest? No, you can trade him. Okay, fine. You 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 can trade Quinn, you can you can trade Danny Ainge, you can you can trade everyone. <laughs> you can trade the Bear. I think we should trade the Bear to Memphis. Uh-huh. That's that's where I'm at at this point. And then I think we should move the team to Seattle. That's what I think, Devin.
0: Would you knock it off? <laughs> Give us your real takes
2: here. None of this bull crap here. These these nope. are my real takes, Alan. I these are my. You real. should you should blow this whole team up. That is my attitude right now. Okay, but no, way, I, it's to Seattle. No way. I I I think they should. I think Seattle needs a team.
1: I think they but, do need a team, but it should be one of the teams that's bottom five in attendance, and Jazz are not that. <sighs>
2: Well, not yet, at least. Let's <laughs> let's see what happens in the next couple oh, of years. They will never be that. Here's here's the thing. I I think they should move both guys. Really? I, I I really do. I really do. I don't think you're going to get over the hump with these two. I think there's been so much talk about the relationship between Donovan and Rudy. I just don't see that going away. There's been so much talk about Donovan Mitchell wanting out. Regardless of if he does or doesn't, I think Rudy Gobert is an amazing player. I think he is going to hit thirty, and you're going to see something kind of like what we've seen with Dwight Howard. Do you remember how dominant Dwight was? Yep. And then he declined. And and it happened fast. Yeah. And, and I'm not like saying that it for sure will happen, but if I had to make a prediction, it just seems like athletic big men. It, it happens quickly. The um,
0: reason why I don't think building around Rudy is such a great idea Were to keep one of the two and Rudy's the guy. Because Rudy is, again, expensive. He's
2: I'm i I'm making John upset because he's over there just furiously typing uh, a, a hate letter to me. Oh, <laughs> well, he's doing but, something. But yes.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm just sitting here.
2: <laughs> but uh, here's... Here's the thing, if Donovan doesn't want to be here, if there's any truth to that and you try to build around him and then he leaves. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of like a Darren Williams situation. So, I I don't know. You you've got you've got Mitchell under contract. You could make the switch, whatever. What I think will happen is what we've heard people talk about that Ryan wants two All-Stars next year. That's what I I think will happen. And with that, I think that means that he wants Donovan and Rudy still together, even if that's not a good idea. And and maybe maybe it could be a good idea. You know, if you trade Bogey, if you trade Mike, if you trade Clarkson, what can you get back? But the fact is, the Jazz, if they're going to keep Donovan and Rudy, they need some defense on the wings. They absolutely need it more than anything.
0: I agree. I also don't think that that's a fair reason to keep the two of them if it's all about the All Star Game. That's why I don't believe Ryan Smith would do something like that. I just don't think that's, I don't think that's a good reason to run this team back or keep it, keep things as they are. That's just not a, not a right move. But uh, I don't know. But I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Not, not about trading the two of them, but about the fact that something needs to happen on the wings, uh, on defensively on the wings. And I love Royce. Voices isn't the answer defensively he just isn't
2: he was though he yeah he, he used to be
0: he's undersized. he's just it, it I think Daniel Daniel House is is the guy that if you wanted to model it after you get a long guy in fact throw nah in there right like that guy That that guy can be
2: a, a long defender too yeah, I, I don't get what happened with Royce, guys. Because I remember watching a game in November and having a conversation um, about how valuable Royce O'Neill was. How, what a bargain he was. And, you know, the level of defender. And now it's just... He was almost unplayable. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed.
1: Well, I was... Uh... I was looking at some stats of all the players toward the end of the season and comparing all of them to where they are in their careers and how they've been doing. And this is what I think is going to happen. I think most likely is Mitchell and Gobert will stay, but we'll see at least half of the rest of the roster get traded away. Mitchell and Gobert have shown steady improvement over the past three or four years in just about every category. Um, all of them had career best years, both of them had career best years in most of their stats. The one place where Donovan is going down every year is, uh, his opponent's ability to score Don's defense is getting worse. Um, and that, that was pretty glaring. You saw it when Dallas was hunting Donovan to on defense to get their guys to switch on to Donovan cause they just didn't believe in him. But in just about every other category, him and Rudy have both improved. So I think I think what they do is they I think I think they try to see what they can get for Conley. Um I think O'Neill is likely gonna be in a package that leaves. I think they'll do anything they can to get rid of Rudy Gay. Um I do think half the roster will be gone. You know, Boyan's aging. He's great, but he's aging. I think they do try to get him while while they can still get something for him. Um And then next year, they'll have Mitchell, they'll have Rudy, and they'll have a bunch of other guys in the locker room to try to see how that works. I think when we got Mitchell, we thought, here comes the next Dwayne Wade. Um, His defense hasn't been there. Um, His improvement in some of the areas that Wade had hasn't been there. I think really he looks more like uh, Damon Lillard, which is quite a compliment. Um, His efficiency is slowly getting better, and I do think his career is more toward the Lillard career, but you know, Lillard's never won a championship. And so if you have Mitchell as your number one guy, that's kind of what you're looking at. So they really need a better supporting cast around him and Rudy. I do think they'll try it one more year. And then if it doesn't work, they blow it up. It wouldn't be crazy to me if they did trade one of them, but if they do trade one of them, it's not gonna be for a bunch of pieces. It's gonna be getting a different all-star back, just trying to get a different look. Um, but, you know, looking looking at what they have and what their pieces are. Okay, so we already went over the free agents. The guys that have one year left on their deal, Bogdanovich only has one more year. So maybe you do try to move him to get, get some assets. Uh, Wancho only has one more year. You know, he showed flashes in the playoffs. Maybe they just keep him and see what he can do in a full season under Quinn. And then, of course, Trent Forrest and Jared Butler. And then everybody else... Besides, you know, the three who are free agents and then those four, all the other guys have at least two years left. So when you can trade someone that has that much time left, you know, Con- Conley's age. Conley is still efficient. Um, trading anyone who is trading for Conley it would be risky because you look at that last year and think, you know, what's what's he really going to be? Um, but, you know. Clarkson's appealing. He has a player option on that second year. Rudy Gay has a player option on that second year. Um, But that's what you have ahead of you.
0: And and I still go back, John, and I still go back to the fact that if you were to trade Donovan or Rudy, I just think that Don is the guy you'd have to try and build around versus Rudy. I I know everybody loves the, the defensive dominance that Rudy offers and that you want to build your team defensively around that. But I have a couple of thoughts on that. One, Defense is not what wins championships anymore, although it's important. It's how you score. It's how you're able to, to score the ball and outscore. You know, it, it just it's what it's turned into. But that said, defense is important. And what's more is, again, Rudy's entering that part of his career where we're going to start to see a drop off. He's expensive. And I just don't know that you want to build around a guy like that anymore, do you? Uh,
1: you don't want to you want. Rudy should get you a championship as your second best player if your best player is one of the top 10 players in the NBA. Um, No, there has not been a team that's won a ring since the 2004 Detroit Pistons where one of their players wasn't one of the top 10 players in the NBA. You know, Um, it's Giannis, it's LeBron, it's Kawhi, it's Steph. One of those guys has to be on your team to win the championship. And when it it comes to defense, you know, in the playoffs, defensive rating, teams that are left, Boston's third, Miami's fourth, Golden State is sixth, and Dallas is ninth. And it looks like Dallas is going to be leaving pretty soon. So defense does get you so far.
0: it's just uh, not the dominant requirement in the playoffs anymore. You every last one yeah. of these teams that are in there just know how to score and put points on the board and that's that's what, and and they have guys on their team that can do that. It's not it's not what it used to be. It's not the well, San Antonio Spurs shutting down their opponent opponents. It's not the Detroit Pistons shutting down their opponents. It's 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 the ability to score. That's what matters anymore. Well, I I'd,
2: I'd say it's both. You you look at the teams, the, you know, the teams that are still there are are good defensive teams as well as far as I know and I I, okay. I could be mistaken.
1: No no, here's regular season regular season defensive rating. Boston 1, Golden State 2, Miami 4th, Dallas 7th. Jazz 10th. Yeah.
2: Okay. So I mean I- the, there's both sides of the ball there and the Jazz were the the number
1: 1 offense, is that right? Number yeah. 1 Offensive rating for the ones – yeah, Jazz were number one. Offensive rating of the guys still in the – it's – uh, got to go down a bit here. Boston's ninth, Miami's 12th, Dallas is 14th, and Golden State's 16th. It's the defense that, that-
0: – Uh, it, It's just I, – I remember hearing Locke talk about it on one of his shows the last couple of years that – Talks about that as important as defense is, it isn't defense that wins the title anymore. It's the ability. It's the ability to put points on the board. I mean, and you do have to have a balance of both. But if you can, if you can put put points on the board, you should be able to win the title. I mean, you know, granted, last year was the other the other option, and that was Milwaukee was clearly the better defensive team because Phoenix was one of the top two offensive teams in the league. But I just, I don't know. I, I just. Yes, you can anchor it with Rudy. I don't know how much longer you can build around Rudy is my point. And it, you know, like you said, you have to have a top 10 player that plays alongside Rudy. You don't have that in Donovan right now. And you're not going to get that by trading trading
2: Donovan. Sorry, it's not going to happen. Well, and I, I would take that a step further. And John would know better than I but I believe that there has not been a team since that Pistons team that has won a championship that did not have an MVP on their squad.
0: Interesting.
2: Hmm. I think that's true. Someone who's had an MVP somewhere in their career, because you've had LeBron, you've had Steph, you've had Giannis.
1: Was Kawhi won MVP,
2: ever? Ooh. Oh, Toronto might be the exception. Okay.
1: Yeah, I don't think Kawhi's (laughs) ever won MVP, but Kawhi is like... He he would have been top three that year, don't you think?
2: Yeah, probably.
0: So Kawhi, Kawhi has not won MVP, but he has won the Finals MVP, which he, ought to he has, be
1: yeah, as well MVP or Finals MVP? Because yeah, I'm looking I'm looking at the MVPs, and you have Giannis, you have Curry, you have Durant, you have LeBron. In fact, uh, yeah,
0: but Kawhi has won finals MVP twice in his career
2: well one, one of those times was was that season but yeah
0: one of them was with the Spurs and I think the other one was that Toronto series where they beat uh, or uh, was it Toronto that uh, I think he won it that year
1: yeah he I feel like he won the last Spurs NBA or uh, finals MVP and then the Toronto finals MVP yeah. so he's won it twice. And you know, just going through the champs, Bucks with Giannis, Lakers with LeBron, Raptors with Kawhi, Warriors, Warriors with Steph and KD, Cleveland with LeBron, Warriors with Steph,
2: Spurs oh, with Kawhi and
1: Steph. Tim Duncan, Miami Heat twice with LeBron and Wade, Dallas with Dirk. Then you go back to Lakers with Kobe, Boston I know. with KG, and them. yeah. So it, it you always need a top, dare I say, a top three player on your team to win well, the ring.
0: So, so, to the point that Devin made, that's the Boston team I'm looking at. Did any of the big three in Boston ever win an MVP? Garnett had uh, one, didn't he?
1: I think he Garnett won. won.
2: Are you sure?
1: No, but I can look. Yes, he won in 2004. Okay. Minnesota.
2: Okay. Yeah. And I remember looking at this years and years ago, and that's why I wasn't thinking of Toronto. I wanna say there were very few teams that even made the finals without an MVP. Like if you go back and look at it. Because you've you've had, you know, LeBron facing the Spurs, facing Dallas, facing Golden State, facing the yeah. Thunder.
1: You know what I mean? Like yeah. yeah, if you look at finals losers, you had you know, Chris Paul and the Suns last year. The year before that, it was Jimmy Butler's Heat. The year before that, it was Steph's Warriors. Then uh, LeBron's Cavs lost three of four. Um, LeBron did win against the Warriors. There was that year what it was Warriors-Cavs, four years in a row. <clears throat> and then before that, uh, Miami Heat, two of the four were LeBron and Wade. Before that, it was KG Celtics. Before that, you got to go clear back to two thousand nine when Dwight Howard's Magic lost. Yes, yeah, so there's there's always been not only a top three or top five player who won, but there's always been a top three to top five player on the losing team too.
2: Yeah, yeah. the The last couple of years have kind of been the exception with with yes. CP and Butler being the best, but yeah, yeah. As a rule, over the last almost twenty years, you've had an MVP at some level in their career on both sides. Of the uh, the championship matchup, which is just bonkers.
0: Did Dirk ever win a cha- uh, an MVP?
1: Yeah, he did.
2: Okay, but
0: he wasn't ever really a top three to top five player, was he?
1: Oh, I'd say Dirk was. I prime. mean, he
0: if if he wasn't, he he won, won the MVP. <laughs> well, I know, I know. He, I'm just
1: he, I just remember I, he won it in a year where the maps went out in the first round and people did the yeah. nails and haha to him, but he oh, won the rig a couple right? years later.
0: Just looking at it, he he, he went to the NBA at uh, the NBA Finals twice, lost to Dwayne in the Miami Heat the first time around, and then ended up winning the second time around against the Heat. Yep. So. Okay. Well, that's that's enough of that. Let's let's move on to some NBA uh, conversation.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, I have watched some of the playoffs after the jazz were eliminated um there's been some blowouts there's been some close ones as we record right now warriors are 2-0 against dallas and the heat are 2-1 up against boston i did see that jimmy butler was injured in the last game and i don't know if he's going to play in their next one or not
2: Um, he is uh he's not expected to miss any more time from what i saw
1: okay good my my guess from here then is that it is gonna wind up being the Warriors and the Heat in the finals. Okay. What say you? Yeah, I could see that happening.
0: I I I thought Boston was gonna be much better than this. And honestly, I mean you look at the one win they had so far, they blew out the Heat by a lot. And I think it was on the Heat's home court too, wasn't it? Didn't they when, didn't they take the split or not not on no. No, they took the they they lost split in the opening two games, but that one game didn't they blow the heat out by like Uh, thirty?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Trying to go back to my scores here.
0: Yeah, I can't remember. I I haven't been watching. I'll be honest, I haven't been watching much playoff basketball. Um, I really haven't watched it much. And the other blowout I'm thinking of is is
1: yeah, twenty five.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's what it was. That's what it was. So yeah, I I haven't watched a lot of it and I really haven't had much interest in it. Um, I can't disagree with what you're saying is that uh, the Warriors uh, should end up in the finals and it should be the heat, um, which could be an interesting finals. I'm not sure I want to watch the Warriors win it again, guys. Honestly, I don't know that I want to watch that. Um, I've lost interest in the playoffs. Honestly, I really just have.
1: Well, you know, if the Warriors don't win, I could see them pushing to get Gobert. There's been a lot of buzz about that.
0: But would the Jazz really do that? Would they send Gobert to a competitor in the West like that?
1: I think so for if they got the right pieces back. You know, their okay. their ideal would be to get Clay. I don't think they'd send clay. But, you know, something like Wiggins and then all their young guys, like, you know, Wiseman and Moody and Kaminga. I think I think I think both sides would do that. If the Warriors I'd, lost. If they won, Warriors probably just sit pretty for a while.
0: I'd take Jordan Poole if I could. But I know they're not going to give Jordan so, yeah, Poole Yeah, there's up. no way. There's no way they'd give him up, honestly, with the way he's playing. Oh, yeah. I don't want to see the Warriors win it. I'm really not interested in seeing the Warriors this deep in the playoffs again. I just don't want to. And we talked about this at the beginning of the season, didn't we?
1: If the Warriors won and Steph got his fourth ring... I think he would move to my ninth all time best to be a player.
0: Okay. Devin, have you seen much or had much interest in the
2: playoffs at this point? Oh, are those still going? <laughs> uh, no, no. I, I, I'll admit, guys, I don't think I've watched a single game since middle of the first round with the Jazz. I mean, even the Jazz I started to lose interest. So I've kind of been following. Like I'll check at the scores and watch what's happening via Twitter. Um, You know, but I kind of figured I'd see what happens in the finals and then the finals might be interesting. They may or may not, you know, I may just be so far checked out, but um, I'd I'd be curious to see the Warriors matched up against either of the Eastern conference teams. I I don't think I could watch the maps. I don't, I'm that bitter. I don't think I could do it. I'm with you on that one. So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, the Warriors are, are looking great. You know, I, I think if we went back to our preseason
1: predictions,
2: um, we would we would be able to see who who had them as a dark horse, maybe.
1: Well, funny, you should say something about that. Why don't we transition into who we had predicted at the beginning of the year, all the awards we're going to go to. OK, we, we can do that. <clears throat> Uh, and I'll go ahead and start with finals um, predictions. We were all completely wrong on our number one predictions, but in our dark horse predictions, Devin did have Golden State as his second choice to be in the finals. Um, we we all had some combination. We all we all were homers and said Utah was going to go to the finals. Um, Devin and Allen picked Brooklyn to be that finals opponent. I picked the Bucks. Obviously we're all wrong. And then our second choices, Devin had Warriors over Bucks. I had uh, Bucks over Utah. Oh, I picked him my dark horse too. And then Alan picked Brooklyn over Phoenix. So you know that was Devin was the closest of any of us as to what was going to actually happen. Can, can um, I can I say this? We were we were
0: Chris Middleton away from probably the Bucks being there again. Can we just? That's true. That out? Yeah, because true. I thought. I mean, Giannis, Giannis continued to play extremely well. The Bucks played that series extremely well. They just didn't have enough firepower to, to match at the end. And I, I feel like if they had Middleton, we wouldn't need to be talking about this right now.
1: Yeah, it's like every discussion in the NBA always has to start with if healthy. Yes. Um, okay, so what we had predicted for Coach of the Year, Devin's first choice was Spolstra. Allen's first choice was Jenkins, and my first choice was Williams. Those were the top three. Um, Monty Williams did win Coach of the Year. For MVP, Devin picked Kevin Durant. Of course, he's injured a lot. Allen picked Giannis, and I picked Durant. Um, actual winner wound up being Jokic for the second year in a row, which I just, you know, I'm I'm impressed and surprised that he won it again. Um Defensive player of the year. We all picked Gobert. Of course, that didn't happen.
0: Um, in fact, none of us picked Smart as a dark horse, and I really think Rudy got shafted. I think it was voter fatigue, whatever it is, whatever they have against Rudy, because I still think Rudy was the best defender in the NBA.
1: Yeah, I think it was voter fatigue, and the rest of the team's defense was so bad that it just, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Sixth man of the year. We all picked Clarkson to repeat. That didn't happen. None of us had a Hero as our second choice. Um, Who Devin's- did we
2: have as our second choices?
1: You had Alex Caruso and he missed some time, but that was a decent pick. Allen picked Carmelo Anthony, who was kind of one of the only bright spots on a really, really, really bad Lakers team. And then I picked Kendrick Nunn, who was injured the entire year. Well, you know,
2: I, thought, I thought Alan had a bad pick, Al or uh John, but you uh you really showed out there.
0: Yeah You know yeah. you know <laughs> it, it, wait, what this was for sixth man? Is that what we said? Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. Um,
1: rookie of the year is always hard. Um, Devin picked Green. allen picked Devyn Mitchell. I picked Kid Cunningham. The wonder wound up being Scotty Barnes. Okay, this, this is a good rookie race. Was, we have a lot of good rookies this year. Uh, most improved player, Devin picked Terrence Mann. His second choice was Michael Porter Jr. Alan picked Jaron Jackson Jr. second choice, Michael Porter Jr., and I picked Tyler Hero with my second choice as Jaron Jackson. The winner wound up being John Morant. Uh,
2: that's, and, uh, that's, and, the, that's the wrong pick. That's, yeah. that's not who should have won that award. John Morant had no business winning that award. Did
1: yeah. he? No, I I don't I don't think it should have gone to him. But yeah I don't know. And, I think I think that was a lot of the. Let's just really award the Grizzlies because no one thought they're going to be second in the West.
2: Give it to Bane.
1: Oh, absolutely.
2: Give absolutely. it to Bane. Bane deserved that more than Jaw did. Which which award are we talking about again? This was most improved. Most improved. Most improved.
0: You know, you know who else could have been in that discussion? And and uh, honestly, Michael Porter Jr. Just we didn't expect a, an injury like we got out of him, and and just a non-factor. He didn't play. But you know who else deserved at least a look on that. Jordan Poole had a hell of a season.
2: Yeah. yeah. Those, those, those were my, were top, those were my yeah. top two at the end of the season. I thought it would be one of those guys. Yeah, absolutely. So
1: Okay. Um, Executive of the year, we all thought Sean Marks of the Nets. Of course, the Nets just collapsed. Um, the actual winner of Executive of the year was Zach Kleiman from the Grizzlies, which, you know... Good for him. I don't think it, that, no, I don't think anybody thought the Grizzlies were gonna have this this type of season. No. <laughs> and,
0: and and if anything, he deserves credit alone for one guy because again, back to Desmond Bain. Like yeah. that that was a pickup that you just did anybody see that coming? So I mean yes. every <laughs> every jazz everybody. fan on Twitter. Every jazz fan did, but I'm just saying that alone ought to get him a nod in that direction.
1: Well, that was, But the thing is, Payne was two years ago.
0: I know. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Sorry, sorry, my bad.
1: But you know, I, I, everything else he did got them to second yes. in the West. So sorry, I'm just out of sorts this morning. It's okay. Yeah, it's, it's, all all it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. he he made the Valanciunas for Steven Adams trade that really paid this off. Is true.
0: Yes, this is true. Okay, um,
1: I think I got them all. Yeah, and that, that that's all the awards. OK.
0: Um, anything else, NBA? I don't know that there's much else to talk about.
1: Well, the NBA draft order was. Oh, yes. Yeah. Hap- the lotto pick happened. Now, the Jazz, as of this moment, don't have a single pick in the uh, NBA draft this summer. But, you know, with trades, maybe it'll happen. But the order is going to be Orlando picks first, Oklahoma City picks second. And the Thunder slash Sonics franchise has good luck with second picks. That's where Kevin Durant and Gary Payton went. Yep. Um, Houston is third. Sacramento is fourth. Detroit is fifth. Indiana is sixth. Portland is seventh. New Orleans is eighth. San Antonio is ninth. Washington is 10th. New York is 11th. Oklahoma City is appearing again as the 12th pick. And then 13th is Charlotte. 14th is Cleveland. And then so on down. Um, if the Jazz had not traded away their pick, they would have had 22nd, but that goes to Memphis. And then, of course, Memphis has the 29th pick as well.
0: I feel like if the Jazz are looking to make trades to stay you know, competitive in the West, I don't know that you're going to see them get too many picks out of that, honestly. I think they're going to end up, you know, the unfortunate part is they don't have any picks currently to trade other than down the road, do they? But I just don't see them getting much picks in a return if they're trying to build to to, to make another run. Do you? Uh,
1: if they trade Rudy or Mitchell, then yes. there will definitely be some picks. But I think they're going to try to trade everybody else first. Yeah. And yeah and I don't, I trade, don't see pretty... much picks happening exactly. there. Exactly. Because um, so. the other guys have gone down in value right um yeah so okay oh oh oh! there was one other thing i wanted to do and i shoot i closed the page um i i was just look it, it came up earlier so i was just looking at attendance and okay. uh where'd it go oh i need to do seasons that's what i need to do
0: while he's looking down the um, jazz you- jazz were oh.
1: eighth in attendance
0: Yeah, that answers that.
1: Um, Bottom five are twenty six is Spurs, 27th is Thunder, Pacers, Kings, and dead last attendance is the Raptors. Wow.
0: Yeah. Uh, COVID, I think, didn't help that at all. That's true.
1: Canada is a lot stricter COVID. Yep.
0: And and we can go back to the that game that the Jazz played in Toronto where the arena was all but empty and I remember that being a large part COVID. So that's not fair to really peg it on just how bad Toronto may or may not have been. It just
1: And they had really, a really slow start. They were they were a lottery team for the first half of the season and then suddenly tore off a bunch of wins. So it could have been that the fan base just saw early returns and went, eh, never mind.
0: Yeah, exactly. Devin, you had something you were gonna throw in. You were about to say something a minute ago. I have no clue. Okay, never mind. Um, any other thoughts on the NBA?
2: Nope. Let's move over to Devin's quick hits. Guys, I, I really don't have anything. I was I was unprepared. Um <laughs> You know, like like there's there's baseball happening. I don't think any of us are really big baseball people. Um we're still so far away from football there, there's no point in starting up the college football banter i mean we're still in may <laughs> let's let's give it a rest yep um tom brady unretired did we talk about that last time i don't know when this was
0: i don't remember i don't know if we did or not
2: let's let, let's retired talk about retired yeah yeah he's he's back what do you guys yeah. think
1: um
0: I,
2: that doesn't surprise me.
1: It's cool. I bet, I bet they make the playoffs again.
2: Yeah. I bet, I bet they win it all. If I were a betting man, I'd go put some money down on, on them to win it all.
1: Hmm.
0: Uh, on the subject of NFL, there's something else that you, we, we, something else that happened since we last talked. And that was that the, the, the one of, one of likely the best offensive player in the league with this last year, uh, if you could argue uh wants out of where he's at debo samuel no, i mean guys.
2: he plays for the 49ers can you blame him
0: yeah he wants.
2: come on <laughs> that's fair he's just he's he's
0: wanted out and there's discussion that it's because he's being utilized in the way that he doesn't want to be utilized my i i mean devin this is your quick hit but i think the question you could ask is it, it if you're a guy that's that good, wh- and and you're on a team that could win a Super Bowl, and you're you you may not be utilized as the wide receiver you want to be used at, but you're still one of the best offensive threats in the in the league. Why would you want out?
2: Because he doesn't want to die, Allen. And he got paid really well. He he doesn't want CTE any worse than he's already going to have it, Allen. Uh, John, uh, uh,
1: help me uh, out. I'm, well, I'm,
0: I'm I'm
2: wrong.
1: I, I think. You know, as I'm looking at headlines lately, it looks like all sides think it's going to still work out. Uh, George Kittle gave an interview a couple days ago where he said he feels like it's going well. Um, I, I understand Samuel's frustration, especially on how many plays he had to run where he was taking those hits. So I totally, totally get the CTE concerns. I do think it'll ultimately work out and he'll stay with the 49ers.
0: And and maybe they try and protect him so he doesn't get hit nearly as much. But but having him play in the backfield or in the slot and utilize him in so many different ways, he's just like he's one of the best athletes the league has right now. And offensive threats, like you're utilizing him in a way that's working. Now, granted, you, you want to worry about the injury. You want to try and protect him. Sure, I just I don't know. You know I don't know. Well, as a Niners, I want him to stay, honestly. I, I i mean, that's no surprise. I want the guy to stay because the Niners have a chance to be in the title talk every year as long as you have a defense like you do with Bosa and you have an offense like you do with Debo Samuel and some of the other guys they have on offense. I just, you have you have a complete team on both sides of the ball. You lose Debo Samuel, that's a, you take a huge hit.
1: Hey, have they settled their quarterback situation for next year? Not yet. And
0: I'll be yeah. curious. I
1: wonder if You've that's got... part of it. <laughs>
0: It could be and maybe you bring you know i i don't know what trey lance needs to have an opportunity you drafted him high uh do you, do you trade or move garoppolo and just say trey lance is our guy or do you bring Gar- garoppolo back for one more time one more one more year
1: yeah they could look at like steve young and aaron Rodgers. they were backups for a while before they got their shot so maybe they just marinate sure. trey lance another year who knows
2: this is true so I don't know. That was just something I wanted to throw in the hat for your, your quick hits, Devin. Because I no, was no, you... that's that's good, that's good. And and I thought of something else we could do, and I'm going to need John's help with this since he's got the quick fingers over there. Mm. Um, we have the draft, and we had a lot of local players who who found their way onto teams. The the one that comes to mind was Devin Lloyd uh, going to Jacksonville. Yeah, but maybe we could do kind of like a rundown of who went where because we do have some BYU fans. On this yes. on this call, and and we have someone who watches a lot of Utah football, but maybe isn't quite as die hard as as everyone else on Twitter.
1: Yeah, Devin Lloyd went first, but and I remember the time the draft came out, looking looking down all the rounds. I didn't see that much from any notable positions. Um, you know, I'm scrolling through the second round, not really seeing anything. Uh, I think there's some late but but otherwise just not really not really much. It was like Devin Lloyd and and not much else. Well, if you
0: want to talk locals, the other big local move or the the other big local signing was uh Algier to the Atlanta Falcons, which I think is a great pickup for the Falcons.
1: Oh. Yeah, that is good. I don't remember hearing about that.
0: So uh and and I've read some some thoughts like it, it, that I just think that's a good pick. As far as Devin Lloyd, I've heard already talks and comparisons for an NFL parallel, if you will, in the league to another BYU great, and that is, uh, uh, you know, linebacker over at San Francisco, right? Certain guy that played for BYU for a little bit there. We know who we're talking about, right? Highest paid linebacker in the league right now.
1: Oh, yeah, there is. Altiero was in the fifth round.
0: Yes. So Devin Lloyd's trajectory
2: in the NFL looks promising, and I think there's something to be said about that. And I think Jacksonville took another defensive guy, number one overall. So it'll be interesting what their defense looks like. You know, J- Jacksonville one of those teams where I think it could be a fun team to watch because, you know, they added the number one quarterback. You know, this guy who's supposed to be the quarterback in years. You know, was, was there anyone as hyped as Trevor Lawrence since like Andrew Luck? I don't think so. No. You know, so they had him. They finally dump Urban Meyer after what was it? Like 8 games. 13. Yeah. 13. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. he made double digits. I'll give him his credit.
0: Um and by the way, I didn't mention the name and should have, but like Fred Warner. Dude, Devin Lloyd is a is a parallel to Fred Warner, isn't he? He has that much upside. <laughs> A lot of okay. people have about that don't you think uh, yeah
1: yeah let's let's be calm but yeah yeah I know I'm just saying there's
0: potential <laughs> there Fred Warner highest paid linebacker and he's has to be so good but Devin Lloyd has that possibility in his in his career path he'll be better
1: and the top three picks were all defense
0: that doesn't surprise me this
2: draft didn't seem all that loaded honestly really was it Uh, I be because Kyle Hamilton slipped all the way down to Baltimore, and I think he's the still of the first round.
0: I just didn't really watch it closely, but it just didn't seem to have the star power that the past. Well, let's let's face it. Last year was quarterback heavy, but I just we had a lot of star power in last year's draft. And it is not didn't seem like it had it this year.
1: Yeah. Only one quarterback in the first round. And that was Kenny Pickett at number 20.
2: Right. He's got a long way to go to get to his new team from. University of Pittsburgh
1: to the Pittsburgh Steelers.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> let
1: That's me just, pretty cool. <laughs>
0: let me just keep let me just keep the the, the, the the backyard the way it is. I'm not going anywhere. I'll just stay right here. Yeah. So uh
2: yeah, I don't know. I didn't anything right, else draft, but Yeah, maybe there weren't a lot of picks. I, I know there was a ton of movement with players, you know, like I think Covey went to the Eagles or something like that. Um, but we'll see who lands on a roster. You know, come uh, come the first kick of the season.
0: Uh, and I'm trying to see. I'm bringing up the. Hang on a second, while we're talking, I'm bringing up the um an article by KSL to see if there was anybody else local that went. Um, uh, Devin Lloyd, Braxton Jones from Southern Utah went to the Bears. Uh, let's see, notables, uh, Britton Covey, you mentioned, Michael Tafua from Utah went to the Cowboys, Samson Nakua went to the Colts, uh, also from BYU, Neil Pau went to Buffalo Bills, uh, those are your notables, honestly, um, yeah, those are your those are your big-time notables that people probably are most familiar with. So a bunch of Utah State guys went, three or four guys from Utah State.
2: Does Utah State still have a team?
0: Yeah. Is is that a joke?
2: Yeah, it was a joke. It was me being mean, but they'll never hear this (laughs) because they don't have electronics. So I can get away with it.
0: Oh, you know what? Uh, another another guy that I didn't even think of too, James Empey, as in the long line of Empeys that go through BYU ended up with the Dallas Cowboys too. So I, I'm just looking at notables. Uh, I don't know.
1: Whoever played for
0: Utah this I don't even know how to say this guy's name. I'm not going to even no, try.
1: Keep on trying until you get it right. It's going yeah. nope. to it happen. Nope. 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 <laughs> anyway. Now, quick hits
2: are here. going to be announcing the names of all the players on the <laughs> roster from now on.
0: By the way, all of those guys that I just mentioned outside of, uh, outside of Algier and Devin Lloyd, um, all of those guys mentioned were actually undrafted free agents, signees. Yeah. Yeah. So, so locals yeah. in the NFL draft, there weren't a
2: whole lot of guys that ended up anywhere. So But the but the free agent signings there were a lot. But again, yes. we'll see see how things shake out yep. through training camps. Yep. So. Um guys, I think that's good enough. Is is that enough? I yeah, I think so. so. All right. But we we've we've got some pop culture to talk.
0: Yes, we do. And for once for once, we have a movie that all three of us saw that we
1: might as well kick off pop culture with and talk about dr strange in the multiverse of madness um this sam raimi yeah it was a very sam raimi movie uh i really enjoyed that aspect of it if anyone's seen drag me to hell you'll see a lot of familiar elements to it um the thing that i was really surprised by interested by is that you know when we saw spider-man no way home and dr strange is prominent in that I thought the I thought some of the events in that movie were going to bleed over into multiverse of madness but they really didn't but the nope. thing you really had to watch was WandaVision and yep. that's I can't think of an, another movie other than like you know where a movie franchise then gets a TV series and then that TV series then prominently figures into the movie. We've had TV shows who just become movies like X-Files or Simpsons or something but um, you had to watch WandaVision for Doctor Strange 2 to really make sense. So I was really fascinated by that. You didn't have to. You didn't. Yeah, you didn't have to, yeah. but it, it was yeah. really an important plot element. Yeah, Honestly, it, it you would have
2: helped me a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it, like you said, Devin, it would have helped you a lot, and I think it would have helped a lot of people if they had done so. And really, WandaVision, next to what Moon uh, what moon Knight. what moon Knight's been, might be one of the best... Uh, might be the best uh marvel series that's come out. Yeah. Yeah, so if I've, you haven't watched it, you really need to because it was really good.
1: Yeah, I loved WandaVision and you know, WandaVision just kind of ended with this little cliffhanger with the I don't remember the name of the dark book. Um but I hadn't really thought about that much and then it turns out it's a gigantic plot element of Doctor Strange 2. <laughs> And, you know, I I enjoyed all the multiverse fun. I liked all the cameos. I'm kind of sad that most of them were spoiled for me before I saw the movie. Um, As far as the movie in general, and I look at it as where it fits in the Marvel pantheon, I say it's probably somewhere in the middle. Um, I did like a lot of it, but it's also one that doesn't doesn't really stick to my bones as much as some of the other ones do. So I liked it in general. I liked it in general. I liked the cameos. I liked the... The possibilities we're going to have now—I'm looking forward to what they're going to do with Fantastic Four, for instance. So, you know, good, good for them. Very well pleased. What say you?
0: Um, I agree. I, you, you, know, you mentioned Sam Raimi, and you failed to mention three of the films that he did that, you know, were debated at the time. Oh, could, some but, webhead
1: but, films. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: he yeah did, he did some of that. He did the Spider-Man you with uh, Tobey Maguire, <laughs> but he's done. He's done. Yeah, he's done a lot um, over the years. I thought he did a really good job in this. Um, I liked the film. It, it definitely had much more of a horror element to it than than, than I expected to see out of this, uh, out of a Doctor Strange film. A lot more magic, a lot more horror, something that just kind of threw me. But, you know, Rachel McAdams had a more, pro- as Doctor Christine, had a, a more prominent role. Um, in this one she was involved a lot more You know who did a really good job was uh, I can't pronounce her name uh, The gal that played America Chavez Which was the uh, the Figure that could bounce across multiverses yeah. um,
2: it's those No Alan need... you need to pronounce her name No I'm
0: not going <laughs> to try it. I just tried it anyway she, did... she was really good in this show um, But yeah I, I liked it I thought it was a very good film But I'm with you John It still sits down in the middle of the pack for me
2: Devin, you're not
0: a big Marvel watcher. Tell us what you thought of it.
2: Guys, I was extremely disappointed. Um, I know it's too late to tell people, but if people haven't and are thinking about letting their children watch this, I would say not to. The amounts of witchcraft and Satan worshipping is just the downfall of our society, and you would be a terrible parent to even entertain the thought of... Taking your children to see such a satanistic piece of media.
0: Hashtag um,
2: sarcasm. I, I really liked it. I <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I liked how dark it was. Yeah. I don't like... This is going to sound ridiculous, guys. Uh, and I'm going to say it. I don't like how out there it's getting with the multiverse. Because it... Like... I just think about comic books where, you know, someone got bit by a spider and there's this other incident and then you've got a good guy and a bad guy. But now you're like cross-dimensional and there's just so much going on. By the way, Devin, yeah. The comics when the multiverse
0: was prominent in the comics, prominent both in huh. the X-Men comics and this, it just went places.
2: I know, but it just—it feels so far out there from like a traditional comic book movie. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? It,
1: yeah, I do. I do.
2: And so, like, that's that's the only thing. It's like, ah, eh, this is out there, but it's fine. Like, I'll just lean into it and be okay with it. Yeah. Uh, but from a from a from a special effects, from everything else, I, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, I don't know. It, it's just a more complicated storyline. I think. And sometimes with those movies, it's nice to just have a a very straightforward, more believable. I I don't know. You know what I'm saying. John knows what I'm saying. I know what you're
1: saying. There there are two plot devices in sci fi movies, fantasy movies, that the more you explore them, the more creaky and contrived they get. And that's multiverses and time travel. And so I think. I do see that element of it, um, but there is there is a lot of multiverse stuff in Marvel, and one thing I really saw coming out of this is people talking about how this has a lot of Easter eggs for the Secret Wars um, plot that the comics yeah. did, and one of the significant things about that plot is when they're, when the heroes are sent to this multiverse intergalactic battle arena, and when he's there that's when spider-man gets his new suit and that's how venom is introduced in the comics and since venom is not really part of the tom holland spider-man yet i wonder if that's how we're if we're gonna get venom introduced the way venom was introduced in the comics which i'm looking forward to that's you know that's five years away probably
0: and so i i I'm going to go a little different than Devin here because I thought the multiverse worked in this film really well. In fact, some of the best moments were due to the multiverse. I loved, um, I don't even know how to describe them. Evil doctor strange. And I loved the, I'm, I'm sorry if we're spoiling anything, guys, this movie has been out for a while. You really should have already seen it. So, um, <laughs> the, the, but the, the, where he had to use the dead body, like that was hilarious. It was so good. Yeah. Um, some elements of this multiverse of the different multiverses that made this really compelling of a show. And yes, Wanda vision was Wanda. I mean, Wanda was Wanda. Like she was good. And what the, the plot point they used with her from the series, I thought was very well tied into this film and worked really well, but come on. The multiverse is what made this show a wild ride. And so good.
1: Yeah. I, my favorite scene is probably when, uh, Strange meets the Illuminati. Yes. So I got I got a big kick out of that and a kick out of those characters who's playing what role type thing. And you know, mo- most of them we know are gonna be in future Marvel movies, so that's cool. So by yeah, the way, I enjoyed all that.
0: By the way, an unto- a not a, a a non or a a, a, a a series that hasn't been talked about that might tie into this as well is Loki. especially if you go to the end of the series. Uh, of
1: Loki. Yeah, there's, you're right.
0: there's some that could tie into this movie pretty well.
1: That's going to come back up. Yeah.
0: Yep. So if you haven't seen Loki, I would recommend it. The The final episode really kind of opens up more of the multiverse idea. And I think it kind of ties in with the doctor strange just a little bit. Um, all right. That's enough. Doctor strange. Uh, you wanted to talk some TV stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, I watched the series finale of Ozark. It's been a Netflix show. It had four seasons Um, A really good dark drama about a accountant who suddenly finds himself laundering money for the Mexican cartel. Um, I really enjoyed the series as a whole. The series finale, I would say felt more like a season finale than a series finale. Um, but other than that I enjoyed the ride and thought it was really good did either of you ever watch Ozark oh yeah We yeah. saw it
0: for a season and a
2: half i think i I have the biggest crush on wendy bird hmm. <laughs> I, I just I think she is one fierce mama you know what I'm saying
1: yep yep
2: um yeah I, I watched it i i I disagree John I think the way that the uh the last episode went was... Was actually pretty wonderful. Mm. It, it, it it kind of pulled together some of those last elements. It was kind of cheesy. You know. But. Like. I'm, I'm trying to think of like where you go with the story from there. And. Obviously you could. But I feel like that would be like dragging it out into this whole new chapter.
1: Yeah. Well. You know, a lot of what they were doing, they're still kind of in the same spot in general. I don't want to spoil too much here. Uh Um, Certain characters were moved off the chessboard, but um, other than that, I I could easily see them. Well, they're not going to, but I could easily see where another season would go with how things are set up. Because they're still still tied to the cartel, and there's still legal stuff going on, but... um, I mean, I did enjoy the little cliffhanger of how that final character was dispatched. So there would yeah. be a whole lot of repercussions from that, but yeah. I mean, overall, I really liked the series. I did like the finale. It didn't quite have that. If you're going to list the, you know, the five best series finales ever, it wouldn't make my list. But it was it was a decent decent wrap up of the series.
2: Okay. Yeah, and, and it,
1: uh,
2: I I just I thoroughly enjoyed it. It it got. It got very dark.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And and that's what you, you want from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Isn't, isn't the series as a whole pretty dark, though?
1: It's very dark.
2: <laughs> it's
1: so. it's it's so dark that sometimes I just laugh at how dark it is.
2: Right. But uh, I don't know. Who, who was your favorite character on the series? Because I, I think Ruth may have been Ruth. mine.
1: Yeah, I think it's Ruth.
2: Yeah, I, I took a picture. There was a, a scene where... She's at the the motel, and the the guy that's the manager is folding towels with her, and he's like, "Are you mad at me?" And she's like, "I'm folding an effing towel," <laughs> and I just I laughed so hard because that just like reminded me of me like talking to someone like, "Are you mad at me?" And they're like, "I'm folding a towel. Why would I be mad?" <laughs> like little things like that just cracked me up throughout the show, but yeah. It it was a fantastic series. I'm gonna miss it. Um, the the cinematography with it, the uh, the filter they put for like all of Ozark, that kind of blue tint almost made like blondes look green. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it was an interesting decision. I don't think I can think of anything that was that heavy on the filter. So like yeah. You, you you put a, a, a snapshot of, of anything. It doesn't even have to have a character in it. I feel like you could almost pick out, oh, yeah, that looks like it's from Ozark, which is kind of brilliant when you think about it.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: So. Uh,
0: I really should watch the rest of the series. I've just never gotten to it. So. um, All right. Last TV series you wanted to talk about. I've only seen one episode. I. Don't know how much I really want will invest in the rest of the series, but you wanted to talk about Under the yeah,
1: Banner Yeah, I get that. Under the Banner of Heaven, I did read the book. The series has not that much to do with the book, even though it's the same plot. Uh, the book was a very documentary style and spent a lot of time in LDS Church history. The series um, has fictionalized the investigation, so... It stars Andrew Garfields as this LDS detective who's investigating the Lafferty murders. Um, you know, that, that character is a fictional composition, as is his partner Bill Tapa. Um, they even changed the name of the head of the family, and I can understand why, because they have him do some crazy things. The first two episodes, I say, were kind of clunky for me, especially in the dialogue. They really tried to cram in a lot of... LDS colloquialisms and church history stuff. And you know, it's, it's, I, I mean, I, I get any, anybody who gave up after the first episode, I totally understand. Cause it, they, they were, I felt like they were trying too hard. Now I'm four episodes in and now it's been letting the story breathe a little bit more and it's a little bit more relaxed in its approach and it's getting smoother. So I think it's picking up as it goes along. Um, it's, but, you know, it's it's all about the the Lafferty murders in 1984, where sure. these two brothers, they, they killed their sister-in-law and her 15-month-old baby. And the series is done as a mystery, as if you don't know who the killers are. Um, you know, little a little tie that I have it, to it is my wife was actually in, I can't remember which brother, I think it was Ron Lafferty's ward. And there was one point she actually remembers him putting her on her shoulders and carrying her around. <laughs> so there's right. that little element to it. But um, <clears throat> I think I think the acting is really good. I really like the casting overall. Um, some of it, you know, I I lived in Utah in 1984, and there's a lot of that that rang true for me. Um, I I would say sometimes it tries too hard. It 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 really is kind of all over the map at times. And to be fair, it that it, way.
0: to be fair it kind of delves into the the a, a radical side of the church which really uh, radical is not the word I'm looking for. It was more a fundamentalist thing because some of these well, folks that, like it's fair. Yeah. Yeah, in, uh, in fairness though, and there was an article released recently in the paper, one of the papers, I think it was Des News, but the sister of the victim um, talked about the film and she she's read the book she's talked about this series she feels that it really sheds a bad light on her sister because a lot of it isn't true in fact she says a lot, a lot of it is really fiction um what yeah, they said about yeah. her and she talked about the fact that it also sheds a much more negative light on the church than really there was she says the Lafferty's were were really kind of fundamentalist radicals within the church and, and it doesn't reflect the church in a good light as far as she was concerned. So there was, there are some aspects to the series that are extremely fiction, not necessarily the way it played out both yeah when it came to the church. And when it came to her sister specifically,
1: all, all of that's true. And, that, and that's how Krakauer's book was, was, his book didn't make much distinction between fundamentalists and the regular LDS church, because he says that yes. all came from the same violent past type thing. I, and I understand why they're making it today because the rhetoric of the Lafferty's mirrors, a lot of the far right anti-tax yep. weird libertarian yep. MAGA, whatever is going on right now. So I, I can see why this story they find relevant today. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's, I'll have to see how I feel about it as a whole once it all wraps up. Right. Um, but yeah, I felt like in the beginning they are trying to tie the two things closer together. And then as the series is progressing, you're seeing the divergence of how actually the Lafferty's weren't mainstream LDS. They were really veering off into this, this radical tangent that, you know, I, I think by the end it'll be quite clear about that, but... And and I am personally enjoying it. It was clumsy in the first episode, but I'm enjoying how they're kind of jumping back and forth between history and 1984. Uh, they're they're doing an interesting job incorporating LDS history into the series. At least it's getting smoother later in the series.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't know. I I still am intrigued to may watch a little bit more. But that first episode, there were some of it, it was just wacky, and I just don't know how yeah. I felt but and wonky might even be the more appropriate term but i, yeah, I may pick yeah. it up and watch it again i just don't know Devin, do you yeah, have any of it I, have you
1: yeah one one final point though is yes i did read the interview and dustin lance black didn't interview the people it is a highly fictionized fictionalized depiction i really don't know how accurate it is to what happened but when the main characters are fictional then you know how true can the story be okay that's exactly. that that was my final point
2: I, I feel like it could be very true like that why Why not? In a <laughs> <Yeah>. multiverse somewhere. <laughs> probably.
0: Right, uh, Devin, have you watched any of it? Have you even. I have even not. Shown I'm interest not.
2: I, I don't have Hulu. I think it's a Hulu series, so I yeah. probably yeah. won't be watching it unless, okay. you know, someone wants to slide in those DMs and give me their Hulu login <laughs> um, so that I can use it because I let my. Uh, I canceled my subscription because I wasn't using it. Um. I might read the book, though. I didn't know it was a Krakauer book and he uh, he does good work. So I, I would be interested in reading another one of his his pieces. OK. Um,
0: honestly, I, I, I I'm trying to find a way to cut, wrap this up because I we've really packed a lot in and Devin, I'd offer to see if you have anything you've watched and wanted to talk about. But and, yeah, anything you want to add to our pop culture segment?
2: Uh, you know, I probably watched something like forever ago. Yeah, but I I don't remember what I've watched or when I've watched. Um. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just gonna say no. Nah, I'm good.
0: I'm good. I think we'll have a bunch to talk about the next time record we record. Um, because, uh, just for folks who haven't really who may be hiding under a rock, next Friday the twenty seventh. Uh, will be the release of the season or the series launch of Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus.
2: Really? Uh, really I've, you're going to start there? That's that's not what I've, anyone cares about, let, Alan. Let me, let me finish.
0: Let me finish because I know where we're going to go where you're going with this. So I think they're doing one and maybe two episodes oh. that Friday and then they'll it'll be a week long a weekly uh, episode um, situation. What I think folks are really excited about is also that Friday, the 27th, you will get chapter one, if you will, or volume one of the series finale of Stranger Things. And it looks to be very, very, very good. If you've been watching trailers and the snippets and things they're offering, whether it be on Instagram, Twitter, social media of any sort, it's, it's looking good. I'm excited. The second volume, I think they said it will be released in July. Is that right? Yes,
2: that sounds correct.
0: So some things to look forward to this next Friday. Um, I'm sure everybody will be spending their Memorial Day weekend binging Stranger Things.
1: And I'll be going to see Top Gun Maverick with my family. Oh, yes,
0: that's coming too.
2: Yep. Oh, yeah. I, I think there's a, for those of you with T-Mobile, I think next week is a $5 off any movie. So mm. if you you're a, one of those people, go go see a movie.
0: All right. Anything else we want to talk about today or is that pretty much covered? It's been a jam packed episode.
1: Yeah, I think we've hit a lot of elements. Good for us. Hooray. We recorded. We're back. Yes. We're back. I'll, back. Uh, I'll talk to you
2: guys in what? July. Sure. August. You know, <laughs> leave just... some
1: five-star reviews and that'll encourage us to make more. Yeah.
2: Yep. <laughs> yep. And what John said, leave five-star
0: reviews folks. We want to thank you for being with us. We appreciate you. Um, Leave those reviews, um, and we would appreciate you very much. We'll talk to you real soon. John, take us out.
2: Bye, everybody.
1: rating plus.